Oh, Adriano, I can't believe you took me here for my birthday. But is there anything better than a day at the zoo? There isn't. Actually, there is. It's a day at the zoo where you can pet things. And that's, and that's where, where we are. are. At the it's petting zoo. Oh. It's the best, isn't it? I touched a rabbit a minute ago. Over here, they've got chinchillas. They are the fluffiest. I wore a rat as a hat earlier. <laughs> I don't and, think you and... were allowed to do that, Andy. But by God, was it funny. I got some good photos. Yeah, and nobody batted an eyelid. Oh. There are bats here as well. It's a oh, weird petting zoo. Very good, very good. Yes, I, I let a fish nibble my finger. Ooh. They do that. They think it's food. Uh, but Is it's it not. a polite nibble? Silly or a... fish. Well, they don't have teeth, so it's hard to tell. But right now, let's. Have, what, what have we got over here? We're going on to larger critters. We've got... Well, it, it's the, uh, the highlight of the petting experience. The core. I think you'll agree. I could not agree more. It rhymes with moat. Boat? No. But that would be a good thing in a petting zoo. Well, what is it? It's a goat. Ah, marvellous. I'll just uh, stick yeah. my hand into this enclosure here. Nothing can go wrong with that. I'll... Petting zoos are famously safe and no bitiness. <laughs> <laughs> the brochure they gave us was very clear. Uh, let me just tip some of these food pellets into my hand and thrust them forwards. What's he's chewing something already. It's Is he... He does want food? Ugh! Ah, oh. Andy's just... Ah, oh, he spat that right oh. onto my hand. It's stuck. It's stuck on my hand. I can't... Ah, help me get this off. Very unpleasant. What even is this? It's... The, the Hypotheticals Podcast. Andy, answer me this. Have you ever been to the spa? I haven't been to a spa, no. Have you? Alright. Well, no, I haven't, but I have heard of them. And I have heard... Those mystical places. <laughs> those incredible steam rooms. That are only the best spas, I have heard, it is possible to get an exfoliating treatment uh, that involves getting into a pool with specially selected fish that will uh, pluck off and consume your dry skin. Right. And uh, are you busy next week? Because we can go. So uh, We need to do some research. Just checking my schedule here. Yep, I'm free. <laughs> Perfect. Let's, let's pencil that in. But in the meantime, hypothetically, yep. what other cosmetic treatments can you envision uh, with sort of a zoological theme? Because I, th- I think we can do a lot more here. So, so with live animals, like, like fish eating your, your feet... Yeah, something like, you know, something to make our spa ex- experience more like a trip to the zoo, I guess. A little bit more interesting than, uh, what, do, what do they do? They heat up stones and put them on your back. They've got people giving massages and stuff. I, I don't know what's going on there. But animals is the point. I want more critters. They could heat up some clams and uh, put them on your back. That's true. Yeah. It's a bit cruel, bit cruel to the clams. Well, could um, they maybe find a mollusk that um, would naturally inhabit like a hot spring, perhaps? Okay, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, right? like those, those worms which live in tubes. Get one of them. Oh, because um, cupping is a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. The athletes have and stuff. I never quite understood whether that was real or quackery or healthy or really not, but it is a thing. It is a thing. Yeah, and they I'm just sure. kind of like burn a match under it to get rid of all the oxygen and then put it on you. And then you have these horrible like circles down your back. There we go. And I, I'm sure you could achieve the same effect with a worm of some kind. I mean, you know, leeches. People used to draw blood with leeches. Why did we stop? Because it didn't do anything. I don't know. <laughs> Although... <laughs> If we're going on, like, a cosmetic thing, if you put leeches on your cheeks, you get a nice uh, rosy complexion, you know? Yeah. Who needs makeup when you've, you've got a couple of leeches on each ear? Ear? Cheek. <laughs> yeah. 
You could also have leeches dangling from your ears. Uh, we've talked in the past about yes. the, the intersection between high fashion and uh, wearing animals as garments. Mm. They, they would drop off eventually, though. Uh, yeah, but, you know, real beauty is ephemeral. It's in the moment. <laughs> That's you know? true. It's in the eye of the beholder and in the belly of the leech. Of the leech. Oh. Your ears would go so red or possibly shrivel up like a, like a tube of toothpaste which has been squeezed out. Unpleasant, but possible. But maybe that's what we're going to be edging towards because so far, you know, our, our fashion and our cosmetics and everything, it's all been directing itself towards this sort of very artificial goal. You know, remove the hair, smooth the skin, airbrush the whatever. Everyone ends up, you know, looking photoshopped and smooth and glistening and, and unnatural in a way. But on the other hand, we have this trend towards the organic, the, the grass-fed, the locally sourced, the, you know, the vegetables that aren't quite pretty enough to be in the supermarket, really. But now we're going to put them in the supermarket and charge even more because they're authentic. <laughs> so to that end, I mean, you know, you could have these these weird cosmetics produced in a factory, God knows where from God knows what or uh you can just get a bee to sting you in the face right like acupuncture right but with bees and i who, understand who needs needles when you can have a needle full of toxin occurring <laughs> apparently they they possess anti-inflammatory properties this is have a real thing seen... i looked up no i know they inflame i don't understand it uh, but i will give you this piece of anecdotal evidence which is that apparently my girlfriend's grandmother had a sight issue where she was seeing black spots and then a bee stung her on the eyelid and then oh. her sight was miraculously cured and I didn't quite <laughs> I don't believe think it. That's real. <laughs> no, it is real. And it doesn't matter if it's real because I looked it up and these stings do have anti inflammatory properties and they are indeed used therapeutically in some circles. Uh, possibly it just hasn't made it to the West, or certainly it's not as, uh, you know, commercially as exploited a proposition as I think it really could be. Now, that being said, bees die after they sting you, so it seems kind of yeah, mean. But it's wasps, kind of mean. wasps, my understanding is they're good to go. But do they have anti-inflammatory properties? Because, you know, no, I don't no know. wasps, it's all in... they would probably be like, no. <laughs> That's true, but I think it's all in the marketing at that stage. So you're just going to market wasps things knowing they do absolutely no good? Well, listen, this might be a slur on spas, but I do feel like some of the things uh, that are sold to us by the cosmetic industry and the kind of, like, pamper yourself industry are pretty meaningless. This is true. So why not have it be wasps and, and have more pain? I want it to at least be a real experience. You know, you come out of the spa and you feel like you have undergone a transformative process. You're covered in bruises. <laughs> yeah. It's been an ordeal, but by God, you are you are changed. You know? Head to toe covered in wasps things. <laughs> Absolutely. And Do you have you to know... sign like a little affidavit thing before you go in to be like I a disclaimer or whatever, like I agree that if I have an allergic reaction to wasps, I will not see you. Or like my relatives won't, because <laughs> presumably that wouldn't end well. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, almost certainly. But I imagine uh, that's just a case of normalising it, you know. Because as it stands, you have to let a restaurant know if you have an allergy, you know. To yeah, but would, whatever, would it just you, becomes um, accepted. And would this be just a spa thing, or would you market it? Like, would you go into your local Boots or wherever and like pick up a jar of wasps <laughs> and be like, hmm. Yeah, my skin is looking a little dry recently. Maybe I'll. They're just ready this. to go at home. Yeah. You've yeah. got an unfoldable beekeeper hat. You put that on, then you open the <laughs> but jar you inside open the jar. it. <laughs> yeah, inside. And they just go to town. Oh. Yeah, it will be the new thing that secretaries do. You know, the lazy secretary who's uh, you're making personal calls while painting her fingernails. Hmm. She won't be doing that. <laughs> she will be releasing wasps. 
You know when you like you you put your head over a bowl of hot water and the steam cleanses it. Mm-hmm. You do that, but it's just a bowl of wasps. <laughs> You've got a towel over your head so they can't get out. Ah, yes, that really clears the sinuses. <laughs> As you like suck a wasp up your nose. <laughs> Listen, while we're talking about getting animals all over your face, um, yeah. can an octopus give a facelift? Oh, okay. Because they've got those suckers, and they're very intelligent. You know, like in The Simpsons or wherever, where they, like, you know, put a hair grip on the back of the head and pull all the skin back, and that's how they, like, have a facelift. Is it a bit like that? Yeah, exactly. It, like, you, you attach something with just every every limb is independently operated, prehensile, adhesive, and it's all attached to, like, a quite intelligent, unnecessary, like, octopuses are too smart. I don't understand why. They need to be this smart. But that you can't means... trust them. <laughs> no, but on the other hand, they might make good workers. Like, maybe you could enter into some kind of arrangement with the octopus. If it's something they enjoyed, sort of like borderline torturing humans. Yeah, be, be like um, uh, predicting football results. They like that, so, you know. What octopuses what... do. Yeah, do you not remember the um, like World <laughs> Cup for a few few years ago? There was an octopus that predicted the results. How... What do you mean? Like, what? how was it involved no, he just, you a... know, like, did some ink and it said, uh, Brazil will win. No. Um, <laughs> it was like, they gave him two, two like, jars of food to go for. Who did? Who, one of which was, like, this? Brazil and one was England or whatever. And he picked the one that he wanted and then it always won somehow. That's incredible. And this was this done, like, on some official channel or just was this a weird YouTube stunt? I don't know, really. What I suspect is that they had about 20 octopuses and they just kind of... Like, right. they slowly killed off the ones which weren't <laughs> predicting it right and just focused oh, on this one. I thought you meant they'd fudge it so that after the fact they had footage that was correct, but you mean that they were kind of selective, not breeding, but it was a kind of survival of the luckiest scenario. Yeah. Ugh, that's dicey. I, <laughs> I don't know. Possible. I, yeah. Well, you could selectively breed octopuses that enjoy giving facelifts. That's true. Or, as um, my girlfriend suggested... You uh, get some octopus ink and plop the octopus on top of the head. Nice uh, black hair dye. And it, the thing with all the tentacles, it can work that in to the roots. It's not going to, you know, it's yeah. going to be an even covering. No, I like that. I like the idea of just, you know, you, you lie down, you've got your towel, your robe, whatever. They've got that soothing music on and then they just come over with a box full of octopuses and just start applying them to your cranium. <laughs> This one here is going to massage your cheeks. This one's going to, you know, take care of dyeing your hair for you. This one's going to plug your eyebrows. Oh, yeah, those suckers. That could, uh, yeah, that could do that for you. Probably. It's, yeah, a, or... it's a multi-purpose um, <laughs> animal for spas. Yeah, I, I think the octopus is a, is a natural addition yeah, and it to likes, the modern and, spa. You know, spas are usually full of, like, you're in a hot bath or something. So yeah. an octopus would like that. I would imagine so. Yeah, I don't see a problem with it. Speaking of uh, top-to-toe covering someone in wasps, that might be a little bit too much, but I do think... Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. There's a real value, though, in covering people top-to-toe in something. And I'm thinking specifically of, um, you know, there's pore strips you can get. Yeah. And you like you attach it to just your nose. It's almost like a, like a plaster, like a band-aid. And it pulls and then... out all the blackheads. Exactly. So like that, but for the whole body. Mm. Like, I just want to mummify someone. Right. You know, cover with them the, with plaster. With an animal? Well, you know, you could like there would be. I feel like there'd be the cheap version, which is where they just wrap like a plaster wrap around you or cover you in plaster, and then you know you breathe through a snorkel for a few minutes, and then they <laughs> they when it's all dry, they just bop it with a mallet, crack it, and then peel you out. Um, right. 
And this, by the way, this works not just for a black head, but like, um, this could be a full, like, leg wax uh, Brazilian if you're that brave. Uh, like, pluck your eye. God, like you any... would be, you'd be so raw after this. <laughs> you'd be scoured. You'd be exfoliated. Born plucked, and, yeah, oh. fresh and new. Um, and if you if it needs to fit the animal theme, then the the sort of the more the more high class, the more gourmet spas would offer you the same service. Except it's not just coming out of a bucket of plaster. They have a load of trained swallows or something. You know, like some some bird that produces a nest out of its own spit mixed with right. tweaks and mud and stuff. And so yep. they just kind of gob over you over a period. Of, you know, maybe like a, a relaxing <laughs> couple of hours. There's like a hundred thousand <laughs> swallows just coming down gobbing on you a bit. More. But how soothing, you know, it's just the the fluttering of feathers and the, the is it, is it swallows the ones and... the, which form those huge like shifting formations in the sky like a million strong it's like one of them but yes. you like zoom in at the center of this room in this enormous room that they're in and there's just a person lying down with two cucumber strips on their eyes absolutely it's just so relaxed yeah i can see that working or another way you could do this kind of whole body exfoliation just um get swallowed by a whale Oh, you'd pass through that kind of uh, that brush-like grill. That fills yeah, yeah, the the, the kind of baleen. Go through that Jonah style. He had great skin. Not not <laughs> not a well-known fact about Jonah, but after he came out, they were like, "Wow, where did you get that done? The sea yeah. has done you wonders, my friend." <laughs> Once they washed all the stomach acid off him, he was yeah. doing great. Your hair is so silky smooth. <laughs> What's left of it, anyway? <laughs> What's left? Yeah, I mean, you couldn't be in the whale for too long, but I feel like if you were just in there for a quick dip. Yeah, I mean, they could figure it out, and uh, you know, maybe you could achieve the same thing with uh, with a large snake, for example. You could. Oh you yeah, know, that's more like an actual body you. wrap, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I feel like the only way to get you out would be to cut the snake open, though, which is not very humane. Uh, no, but then you know, if they were subsequently going to cook the snake, then it's not so different to the uh, restaurant experience where you pick your own lobster. It's just the oh, lobster gets have to be the... you first. It's actually you'd have all fairer. the blackheads in it. It'd be horrible. <laughs> Uh, that's It'd be like true. eating one of those nose wraps you peel off. Oh, okay. That's an, that's an even worse image than uh, gutting a, a snake that recently contained you and consuming it. Yeah, yeah no. I do like a spa which contains a whale, though. I mean, on principle, I would obviously not agree with whales being held in a cage. Or no, well, specifically, there's a few ethical espe- issues. <laughs> especially when it, that you're like forcing them to swallow people. But in a purely, you know, fictional sense, where the whale's on board with this, just a massive spa, like huge, almost sea-sized, a lake, and you just kind of go in and hope you get swallowed by a whale. I actually forget about the whale being on board with the spa. I like the idea of having the spa on board a whale. Oh, amazing! So, you know, the whale is just like a boat, and you're, you've got a uh, you know a couple of sheds on top of it where people give yeah. you massage and stuff, and oh. then they kind of lower you over the edge on a crane. Yeah, and you you know where they? As I was talking about those those things where you put your head over a bowl of, of steaming water, put mm. your head over the blowhole, oh, blast yeah. loads of salt water into your face. Yeah, it's like one of those netty pots, you know. You tip them up your nose and they wash out your sinuses. Oh god, you just wait there with your nose and it bl- <laughs> <laughs> just scour the insides. That would be very forceful. It might do some serious damage actually. Well, okay, maybe not. Oh goodness, there are but- other. <laughs> I guess we're not concerned about uh, serious harm because of the whole wasp uh, debacle thing. Well, there would be waivers. Um, but there might be other uses for that blowhole. I don't know. I'd, I kind of hesitate to speculate too much about blowholes. Yeah. But, you know, someone someone can figure it out, I'm sure. Look, back to snakes, though. Um, there might be another value in, in being compressed. 
by a boa constrictor. Um, I don't know whether you could maybe get small weedy ones to kind of give a kind of, I don't know, compression massage, deep tissue therapy of some kind. I or... like the external, like, they haven't swallowed you, they're just like wrapping no, no, around just you. coiling around, yeah, and you've right. got like a snake handler peeling them off when they get too excited, you know, sprays them with something, whatever, gets them to detach. Yeah, if you've got, um, yeah, muscle injuries, yeah, yeah, just get them on there and uh, compress it and that'll bring the blood flow back right. off after it's left. Presumably it's helpful, I don't know. But also, some people trained their waists to wear uh, thinner corsets. Right. This is a thing, presumably that existed a lot more in the Victorian era or even before that, whenever corsets were a big deal. Is it Uh, so they're less appetising to snakes? I guess so. get this treatment done. I guess so. (laughs) I I think it's just a hobby thing, but eventually, yeah, it might have more of an application, you know, once people are being routinely swallowed by various animals... (laughs) <laughs> uh, and who, who better to compress your ribcage uh, than a boa constrictor? They're designed for it. Mm. Not recommending compressing your ribcage, by the way, anyone. Well, I think nobody should really take uh, medical advice from this podcast. Maybe we need no. a disclaimer up front, but yeah. uh, don't, don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> I was thinking, um, continuing on the kind of nautical theme, back, on, back with whales, for a pore cleanse, which is a bit gentler, why not stick some limpets on your face? And uh, <laughs> so. you just peel them, because they stick on hard. You ever try to dislodge a limpet from a rock? Um, yeah, they stick on hard, so they remove the blackheads that way. And also, if you add some salt on your face, their weird tongues will come out and like <laughs> lick, lick the salt off you. Is that what they do? Do they like salt? Yeah, limpets and clams and things, if you put salt near them, they'll like lick it up, and it's really... Kind of disturbing to watch. <laughs> I can imagine it, but why are they so keen on... I mean, they come from a saltwater environment. Are they low on electrolytes? I imagine this is if they've been out of water for a while. Oh, then um, they crave it. Yeah, they crave that salt, so... That's perfect. And uh, it helps. If it's painful, um, mm. then you will weep. Yeah. And it was sort of, you know, there's a cost saving there. It just happened automatically. Mm. Honestly, I'm also sold on, like... I like that... Have you, have you got any more ocean creatures? Um, I've got shrimps. Which oh. you could um, put in a mouthwash, and they'll uh, <laughs> clean in between your teeth. Of course they will. They already perform that service on fish, right? Exactly. Clean the clean the, yeah, the Why mouth. are the fish getting all the action? We need to get in on that. It's true. There's those birds that uh, pick alligators' uh, mouths clean. I mean, maybe I'm not sure you'd want a bird. Ones. It's like perched on your head. It goes to the loo there. <laughs> that's true. That doesn't sound the most pleasant. But maybe that's like a you know. There's lots of nitrates in there. Maybe that'd be good for your hair. It's certainly good fertilizer. Yeah, so why not for hair? That's a very good point. And actually, sort of bringing it to a, to a more uh, manure-based, um, <laughs> indeed a more land-based scenario, let me let me take us on a small diversion. Um, do you know about the chap who, um, he turned his garden shed into the top-rated restaurant in London? I think I've, I've kind of heard about it just by, like, doing reviews of it, but he didn't actually serve any food. But he actually... Uh, to begin with, I think he decided, for whatever weird reason, that he was going to trick uh, TripAdvisor or Yelp or some service into putting his garden shed at the top of the list of restaurants in London, of which, as you can imagine, <laughs> I'm sure there are quite a few. Uh, and initially, it was all done through fake reviews. He had friends and sock puppet accounts or whatever, just you know, reviewing it as like, oh yeah, really incredible. Um, mm. And then he, he, I don't remember why, but he decided to aim higher. And had like a press like like review night. <laughs> he actually okay. did it. So it was like after dark, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he had, it was like an intimate gathering of like a dozen or so food critics or like bloggers, <laughs> reviewers, etc. Of the very like sort of hipsterish variety, like they, you know, they go to all the new hip bars and like, oh, you know, this place is wild. Like you have to invent your own cocktail recipes or like this place will serve you your breakfast in a dustbin lid or, you know, like the experimental mm-hmm. ones. And so he explained that this was like a, you know, I don't even know how you call it, but like not a not a usual experience. This isn't your boring run of them, but this isn't your grandfather's restaurant. You have to come to the this random street at a specific time, and then he just kind of emerged through like a through, through a gate in a fence <laughs> and put bags on their heads and explained what? this is how you got to the restaurant, sort of for secrecy. I don't know to 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 create an immersive experience. They had to put bags on their heads and be ushered. Um, sort of through his garden, which was basically a trash heap, um, whereupon they took the bags off once they were in his shed, which he'd done up a little bit, but in a very kind of, like, shabby, chic way. Yeah. Um, and he, he had food delivered, I think, from some from some place. <laughs> or, or he was serving a set menu of, like, two things or something, and he was making them in his house and then bringing them down. <laughs> I can't remember. He had one or two friends waiting tables, and he could broadly seat, like five or six people inside the shed and then like a few more on the roof uh, for an (laughs) alfresco under the stars dining experience and he just had a few of these little like patio tables and it was just absolutely tiny uh thrown together over the span of a weekend but somehow sold under the guise of uh no this isn't cheap and ridiculous this is avant-garde and they and, bought and it. Did it work? They apparently it. so. Yeah. Apparently it went really well. Uh, I'm not sure how much of the story I'm manufacturing or how much I'm actually remembering, but I believe the bags on heads were real. So, yeah. Look <laughs> you, it up. You for get more info. into the shed this way. It's like, oh, is it like Narnia? You just like <laughs> he pulls it down and it, it just covers your entire body, and then they disappear. And it's like, ah, they're in the shed. Yeah, there's there's much darker ways for that story to go than than people removing the bag to discover they're in a restaurant. Yeah, that sounds like a very good way to kidnap a lot of very important people. It does, doesn't it? But I think there's an application here uh, in the spa world, because what we have a bunch of um, is farms. And they've got pigs, and those pigs have got mud piles. And you could charge people a lot to wallow in that mud. You know, for a natural, organic experience. Hmm. Mud, mud, glorious mud. Nothing quite right. like it for making me lots of money. <laughs> exactly. You could get you could get a baby goat or an adult goat to climb around on someone's back, and you could call that a massage. You could even you could you could wade people through a vat of molasses and then into a chicken coop. Uh, <laughs> well, they just covered in feathers. No, but they, no, no, the chickens would peck. At their legs, oh, uh, which is probably oh. exfoliating and possibly a, yeah, a good hair removal method. Yeah, exfoliate the skin right off your leg. That's <laughs> how exfoliation it? works. So I'm just saying, you know, if you've got a load of farm animals lying around, they're not necessarily being put to their full potential. That's true. Although you would have a load of chickens just like hopped up on sugar. Well, maybe you could come up with something healthier. I don't know. What are, what are chickens into? All I know is I went to a petting zoo at a farm recently. The chickens were quite keen on pecking at people's legs. Right. You could get llamas, because they, they're famous for, like, spitting at people. Of course. So you just say, like, you know, <laughs> this spit is good for removing wrinkles around the eyes, and you just have to go up and let them spit in your eye. <laughs> I'm picturing a load of just, like, really rich, highly cultured, uh, but, you know, adventurous people 
just in their expensive designer clothes, clustering around these llamas <laughs> in a muddy field in Yorkshire, yeah. just cupped hands at the ready, just trying to trying to persuade this llama to spit on them. <laughs> the farmers there, just like poking the llama with a stick, yeah. kind of yeah, lackluster. Get on, yeah, spit yeah, on him. <laughs> Give him the money's worth. <laughs> yeah, I don't see oh, any problem with that. Amazing. No, that'd be great. I'm uh, I'm gonna take a. A left turn here and go to um, not just cosmetic treatments, but things like cosmetic surgery and oh how my. animals could help. So, for example, let's start with like dentistry. So, you've got like problem teeth, you want them to be like you need one removed. So, you get the dentist, he, he pulls out his little tank and it's got a mantis shrimp in it and he <laughs> pops that in your mouth and it uses its like, you know, incredibly fast punch to just bam. Oh, out with the teeth. That's not a mantis shrimp, I don't think. Is it not? I think it is. Are you sure? I thought the mantis shrimp was a really colourful uh, caterpillar-looking one. It is, but it's, I think it's called the mantis shrimp because it strikes so fast. Does it also have the that claw going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it punches so fast it creates a vacuum in the water which then collapses and there's like oh a sort of shockwave thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a sonic boom. My god, mantis shrimps are the coolest. Yeah, they're pretty great. That's so fine. So you could have that in a dentist. It's too good. You'd have to dunk the head underwater, though, right? Because as you say, the vacuum is essential. That's true. Because yeah. I think all they do is they, they close a claw really quickly, such that it creates, a, as you right. say, a vacuum. But that would that would add to the, you know, the experience. To the experience. Yeah, they dangle you upside down in a tank of mantis <laughs> shrimps, and they try and lure one over and get it to punch your tooth out. <laughs> They've drawn, like, a smiley face on the tooth. <laughs> but in the right colours to, to to annoy and aggravate a mantis shrimp exactly. so it, it cannot back down from this challenge and then they have to pull you out real quickly after it's done its business otherwise it will start knocking all of your teeth out yeah. one by one but also because you're like drowning the dentist is at the top just like <laughs> oh the mantis shrimp's being real slow today meanwhile you're like thrashing around he's like nah He'll get there eventually. It's a slow day. The dentist isn't paying too much attention. His secretary's coming to say something. He's kind of distracted. And you're just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, God. Trying to, trying to, you're waving your hands, trying to attract this mantis shrimp into your mouth to please get this over with. <laughs> yeah. So also in other surgery, um, why not have some friendly crabs to make some incisions? <laughs> or even favorite. like, also to hold open incisions for, for the, um, you know, the oh, surgeon. Okay. So you mean instead of those metal clamp things that they poke into people's yeah, flesh, little, why little not crabs. a crab? <laughs> Absolutely. They could, because, you know, crabs, they're organic, they're natural, they clean out infection, they feed on, on little organisms that might climb off the crab and into your, <laughs> you know, into your wound. Right. Either these are microscopic crabs able to eat bacteria and pathogens, <laughs> or, or we're assuming a surgical scenario where you're covered in bugs, yep. or the crab is creating the problem that we're hoping it will subsequently solve. Yeah, but it's, it's natural. It is natural, that's true, and you can always charge a premium for natural stuff. Exactly. It's, it's natural, natural surgery. In fact, yeah. why have a surgeon at all? Just release a load of crabs on someone, they'll get the job done. Yeah, trust in Mother Nature. Surgery is a very artificial thing. Crabs will get the job done just the way nature intended. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one more, um, which again Flora Flora came up with. But uh, there's um, certain types of jellyfish are functionally immortal. 
Yes, so, I've heard of them. They're terrifying. What's so, yeah. to stop them? So when they like they're aging, they just revert back to their kind of polyp stage, which is a bit like a caterpillar stage in a butterfly. That yeah, they just equivalent. They just bench them in it. Like, yeah, how, who's to stop them? It's unfair. So, so they go back to this polyp stage, which is before the kind of puberty, essentially. I guess you'd call it um, where they're like sexually active. But a mortal jellyfish slap that on your face. Great for youthful skin. You know, Presumably, it just yeah. rubs off. Yeah, it just rubs off on you. That's how it works. Have we considered whether eating these jellyfish is, functionally speaking, the fountain of youth? Has anyone it could, tried it? it? Are they could too be. gross? Well, I guess you could kind of drink a jellyfish. They're mostly water. Oh, God. Be like a kind of semi-solid soup. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't like... You could probably stick a straw in one and go to town, but oh. jellyfish give me the heebie-jeebies. I'm really not a fan of that. But the only problem is with this is that the side effects might include uh, you just transform back into a baby, so... Right, of course. And I mean, who wants to go through puberty backwards and forwards over and over? It doesn't exactly. sound great to me. You're like 70 years old, you're like, oh, I'll get some more youthful skin. And then you're just like, oh, well, <laughs> I'm People four months old again. That. A kind of reincarnation, but as part of one lifetime. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, if, if you know, people were able to engineer that. Oh, I, I actually have another one as well. Um, so colonic irrigation... Oh, yes. That's, I was hoping we'd get around to this. That's a This thing. is what I was alluding to with blowholes, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, the sinuses might not be able to take the pressure of Oof. oil's blowhole, but, well, I don't, I don't know. Pure speculation. Anyway, carry Ooh, on. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, colonic irrigation, that's, that's last year. That's 2017 or 2018, Passe. soon to be. Uh, if you really want to clean out your intestines, use a meter-long parasite. That's a tapeworm. So just <laughs> pop that in there. Which, this is a this is this sounds dumb, but this is a thing people actually did to lose weight. Oh, really? Yeah, they would like they, I they was marketed just it. They, they marketed um, tapeworm eggs. Like I think this was back in like the twenties or around then, anyway. No. And yeah, people would like swallow these tablets with tapeworm eggs in, and obviously they would get thinner, but they'd also have like a tapeworm growing inside them. How do you get rid of the tapeworm? Uh, surgery? Or was that just not their problem? Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> and the surgery is much more expensive than the tablets. It's just, it's like the first one's free and then they know you'll yeah. come back. I don't know, but but yeah, wow. this is just like, you know, early 20th century logic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, people still drink energy drinks, which will probably turn out to be like a huge Full problem. of tapeworms. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they give you so much energy. You got all these tapeworms operating your muscles for you. Okay, Adriano, uh, I'm adding another segment to the... Uh, we previously did the, the genre of um, real versus fake words and having to guess what they were. We did um, indeed. Um, now we've got real versus fake game shows and having to guess what they what they are. Um, but we don't really have a name for this. We do and, not. And <laughs> I don't think you or I really have a name for it. <laughs> Um, it's very unprofessional. So, if if any of the listeners would like to give us a name for for this quite generic segment, um, then please yeah. get in touch. I'd say we'd accept suggestions on on Twitter or elsewhere. Yeah, I do. I, I well, <laughs> previous suggestions have included um, hyperfakicals, which I'm I'm partial to. Yeah. Um, do you have any other ideas, Adriano? Uh, the game where we list a bunch of stuff, and but some of the things that we list are not real things. <laughs> Like that. That's an option. I could, I could probably cram that into a really short kind of sting. 
Yeah, we just just speed it up. The game, yeah. you know. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, so, so let's, we, uh, we may not need your help, listeners, but um, yeah, if you've got any uh, suggestions, a touch better, perhaps. Yeah, please, please let us know. In the meantime, time for a rousing round of hyperfakicals. What are we talking about this week, Andy? <laughs> hyperfakicals. We've got hyperfakical Japanese game shows. Um, oh yes. So Japanese game shows are. I think a lot of people know that they are absolutely bonkers they're like, weird they're, they're like, wacky they're, they're crazy and um yeah they're quite easy to make up fake ones and you have no idea whether that's a real thing or not because who you the hell knows easy. i found it challenging because i couldn't come up for a while with a concept that had not already been taken even further than i would have imagined yeah. by those industrious industrious japanese that's true okay so do you want to do you want to go first we're going to alternate i believe Yes, indeed. All right, I'd, I'd love to. Um, all right, Andy. The first show for you to guess. Um, these are these are made up names, not the real ones, not even translations of the real ones. Um, but I'm calling this one "Beggars at the Feast." Could you imagine what that might be about? Beggars at the Feast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they get a load of uh, tramps off the street, and they. Um, uh, get them in this game show where the political elite of Japan, the main members of the ruling parties, they're on board with this game show and they um, must steal as much food from the plates of the uh, politicians without being sent to prison. I like that. <laughs> so it's some kind of like, it's a political uh, banquet of some kind and they just release. Yeah. A lot of very hungry. They basically people. the 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 television cameras pose as you know like press, but they just kind of invade this banquet. It's not approved of by the politicians. They just unleash all these people. Right. Say, oh yeah, it's free a game speech, show. Free speech. You yeah. just have to steal their food, and the people who are playing are like, okay, that sounds fine. But then actually, they just break. <laughs> they the smile law. and nod at the cameras, like, yes, oh, absolutely, yes, I'm, I'm down with the people, absolutely. <laughs> Elections coming up. Vote me, please. Uh, take more roles. That's actually a lot better than than uh, what it really is. Or fakely is, that's for you to decide. <laughs> good um, save, good save. <laughs> there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing worse than uh, being super hungry and watching someone else making delicious food, right? You're watching a cooking show and, oh, God, that looks really great, but I don't have any ingredients in the house and I'm starving. That's what this game show is, game show is all about. Uh, they get really hungry celebrity contestants to uh, watch someone, you know, a chef cook delicious foods, and uh, then there's some kind of game involved, and and uh, the winner gets to actually eat it, and the loser has to watch them enjoy it. Uh, and this is one of them, obviously, a much tamer offering than uh, many Japanese game shows. We're going to get weirder, I think. At least my list yeah. is going to get weirder. But that's my that's my starting point. Wow, that's kind of mean. Isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 kind of me. Like it's not corporeal punishment, but it's like, oh, why would you? There's no yeah. need. You, I guess they're celebrities, so they're they're fine with it. But I guess that's it. Yeah, the price of fame. Yeah, the price of fame. You gotta be hungry. Do they have mm-hmm. to be hungry all the time, just on standby, in case they get called up for this game show? Like, um, the chroniclers are mute on this point, but I'd like that. Yeah, just they don't know. What, what if you know? I guess if you're coming up to this game show, what's to stop you just eating a load of food? So you're like, I don't care. That's true. I assume they have to uh, sort of incarcerate them for like twelve hours beforehand. They're kept in the in the green room, and there are no M and M's at all. Uh, That'd be a good way for uh, 
a good way for a sort of fascist government, not saying that this is Japan, but just in general, um, <laughs> tread, tread for a fascist lightly. government to remove uh, troubling celebrities from the spotlight. Oh, yeah, That's we've got true. to quarantine you for 12 hours for this game show. Get in this van. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh no, another casualty. Oh well, that's just how wacky our game show is. <laughs> anyway, tune in next week for the survivors. Uh, <laughs> all right, what have you got for me, Andy? I've okay, I'm going to start this one um, with the title again, and it's called, um, or the name I've given it because I couldn't really find a name, is Binocular Spectacular. Oh, what do you what do you think that might be? My word, um, that's. Really good. But honestly, the only thing I can picture is people having binoculars attached to their heads where mm-hmm. they might normally wear spectacles <laughs> um, and then being made to sort of, you know, navigate their way around an obstacle course or perhaps find something hidden in a room. Uh, but obviously, they, you know, they, you can't see too brilliantly when you, your lenses are adjusted to see stuff that's miles and miles away. Or possibly make everything look tiny, depending which way the uh, binoculars are oriented. Am mm, I close? True. You're very close, actually. Yeah, and uh-huh. yours sounds more fun. Um, this one is just they get two teams and they play football, but they have that, that binocular arrangement where they've all got binoculars stuck to their head. Oh, I think but, I've seen gifs of this, and they're just basically kicking they just wildly in the air. <laughs> they kind of they run up to the football because they can see it, obviously, and they kind of get close. But then they just kind of kick, miss, and then like fall over because <laughs> they, and... they expect it to connect with it. <laughs> you can enjoy this in your own backyard if you happen to have a toddler, <laughs> because I've seen many videos of young children attempting to play football, and they're just not coordinated enough to kick one foot away from the ground and maintain their oh, balance. I so not you... only do they miss the ball. <laughs> I thought you were suggesting getting your toddler and <laughs> taping binoculars to their head. Just a wholesome, fun family activity, you know? <laughs> Just really mess with their sense of balance. But maybe that would, you know, straighten them out. They'd, uh, it would counteract it. Toddlers maybe. with binoculars on there, just fine. Oh, yeah. They're just, you know, like um, <laughs> like you take a sailor off a boat and maybe he sways a little bit more than he needs to on land, but on that boat he's perfectly synchronised with the waves. A baby has that natural kind of undulation <laughs> going on. And yeah, you just need to mess with their vision somehow and then they're just rock steady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you've got to consider whether that one is hyperfacical or mm. hyperrealical for later. <laughs> All right, well, I'll file that away. Um, oh, let me give you number two on my list. Um, drum roll, please. This one is called a grizzly dip. Ooh, okay. So uh, grizzly brings to mind bears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but dip brings to mind like a sauce. So you're, I don't know. You've got, you've <laughs> got a bear, nachos. and you're riding a bear. No, <laughs> no. You, you're, you're a bear. No, <laughs> it's a game show for bears. Um, let me let me help you out. No 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 I got this. No? Okay. <laughs> All right. It's you've got to choose the a bear's favorite dip. And most people go for honey, but it isn't and that's, you know, that's where they go wrong. They're like, "Oh, it's a bear. He must like honey." But yeah, and if you appropriately you kind of get a few um you can get the bear to sniff the dip. Um it's called the dip sniff. Um and you get three dip Classic sniffs. Move. And uh, from oh, it's that, like a lifeline, and then uh, you're out. No more dip sniffs. <laughs> yeah, three dip sniffs um, out of let's say uh, five dips, um, and you've got to select what what dip the bear likes. And if you win, you win um, the bear <laughs> <laughs> dipped in the dip. 
Oh lord, that is did so I, much did, better. Did I get there? <laughs> I I wish I wish that's what this actually was. Actually, it reminded me of another one which isn't on my list. So this this is a bonus. Um, but there's one that involves uh, beer. Uh, did you come across this in your researches? Just a row of different beer cans, different brands. No, I didn't find this one. No, okay. Well, some. Um, this is a freebie, and it is real. Um, but it's just entertaining. A load of uh, cans of beer, some imported, some Japanese, and they get contestants who, by their own admission, are not beer drinkers. They don't know anything about beer, and they can't tolerate their alcohol very well, uh, which I think is also just like a genetic thing for Japanese people, tendentially, but these guys even more so are not heavy drinkers. So they tend to get sort of fairly sloshed in the course of uh, the game, which is they're given a beer to taste while blindfolded, and then they have to rediscover it and choose which of this row of, like, 20 cans was that beer, uh, which is almost impossible. And then when they get it wrong, um, someone, a really hefty, muscular person uh, of either gender, um, strolls out of the wings wearing a German lederhosen and just smacks them across the face. Oh, my God. Just belts them on because they chose (laughs) the wrong beer. And that's what you get. So that's a real thing. Uh, and yeah, just the idea of, of choosing different um, palatable liquids reminded me of this. But anyway, no, a grizzly dip. In actual fact, um, a contestant in a protective uh, suit uh, and attached to a, a crane so that they can be sort of quickly pulled out for safety reasons, luckily, right. um, is put into a swimming pool. Oh my God. With a bear. Uh, not a grizzly, to be fair. I think it's a black bear or a brown bear or something. It looks a bit smaller than a grizzly, but still a bear. The natural uh, home of bears. <laughs> Bears, bears can swim like you know they're not bad swimmers uh, and they have to keep away from the bear for as long as possible that and, is uh, horrifying isn't it just but why are they doing go. that to that poor person <laughs> and the poor bear you know well yeah that, that's true in peace. yeah yeah does so. they at least throw a few salmon in there is the person dressed in a salmon outfit because that would be great you know what? Yeah, a padded salmon outfit would be much better, but uh, not not from what I saw. <laughs> that might make it harder, though. I don't know. Oh yeah, do they have to like swim inside? What? They're inside a cage. In a in a you know a big like a big tank like not like a you know. Oh, and they're in, they're in a harness so they can get pulled out. Yeah, I think they only let the bear get so close. They only thing. Take, you have to keep out of range. There's the three bite rule. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The First two are free, but third one, eh, you're out. <laughs> Okay, wow, okay. That sounds pretty great. <laughs> Doesn't um, adjust. Okay, my next one is titled mm-hmm. Blind Man's Guff. <laughs> what do you think that might be? Blind Man's Guff? Yeah. Gosh, that's a tricky one. You're going to have to remind me what guff actually means. Well, do I have to? I kind of want you to guess it first. That's going to give it away, isn't it? Ah, uh, guff. I feel like, I really feel like I should know this. You really should. How do you not know what guff means? <laughs> It's funny, it's like, um, I have a, a draw marked guff in my memory, but I just, I pull it open and there's nothing there. So, I really don't know. That's odd. I'm going to answer a different question Is there instead. just a sort of bad smell when you open this drawer? Oh god, really? Is that what guff means? It's a, it's a fart. Is it? Yeah. I did not know that. Fascinating. That's why we there's nothing anything... in that drawer. <laughs> like, oh. It's dissipated. Yeah. Ah, now I, you know, we always learn something new on this show, Andy. That's that's what I love about it. Yeah. Okay. Guff. Wonderful. Blind man's guff. Um, that I assume is there. Uh, okay. Uh, I've <laughs> in the course of this research, there's a number of there's a number of sort of 
less PG game shows that we're not going to talk about. Yeah, they're um, they're um a little uh, a little risque and as well. Some of them quite a bit, yeah. yeah. And some of them involve recognizing like your long term partner uh, in unconventional ways, often more <laughs> blindfolded. So. <laughs> I'm picturing a blindfolded person. Yep. And uh, just a lineup of flatulent <laughs> significant others, <laughs> one of which is theirs, and they have to identify them. Mm hmm. Uh, am I close? You are pretty much spot on the, <laughs> on the money. Except really? the, only, the only thing is, it's not their significant oh, other, no. it's just you okay. have to, they have to assign which person they think farts. It's only like there's like five people. <laughs> And okay. they, they all fart in their face, and then they see them afterwards. And they have in to the go, face? Yeah. Wow. And they kind of have to go, hmm, I think yours was this one, because it smelled like peas, or, you know, whatever. But they don't know these people, it's just based on looks? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, uh, you, look, you look like a rotten egg farter. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. you. Good grief. Okay. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, I feel enriched. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. All right, you're going to love this next one. Um, and you know what? I'm going to skip ahead to my uh, my fart themed one just okay, to keep yep. it in theme. Mine is called um, "Too Fart Too Furious." <laughs> <laughs> is this the real name, or did you make this one up? No, no, no. These are all made up names. Okay, okay. Regardless of whether the game is made up, the name is, okay. is definitely too, made up. Too fart, too furious. Quite. So. This immediately brings to mind, obviously, um, the the racing films. So, I'm not. <laughs> I'm imagining a sort of... Um, the, do you know the film Thunderpants? Oh, my word. Where I saw a clip, man. He launches into space in a spaceship powered by his own enormous farts. It had Rupert Grint in it. Um, yeah, it did. <laughs> back when he was, like, I don't know, 12 years old. But, I think um, after he'd played Ron. Like, yeah, yeah. Hadn't he already been in a film or two? I think and then, he'd yeah. been in, like, yeah, a couple of the films. But um, I'm Ron just imagining... His greatest role. It probably isn't this, but I'm imagining that it's, uh, it's two people um, in a car... And the more they fart, the faster it goes. And they have, and then one, one of them's steering and they have to get around the track. So one of them's just like furiously shoveling in beans, <laughs> eggs. Just into the open moor. Yeah. And just like, just trying as oh, much as possible. And there's like God. a little kind of, um, oh, you know, like a spirit level, but for like the amount of gas that they've produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, horrifying. But quite entertaining from a distance, I'm sure. Yeah. This, this is actually much less good, really. Um they found a way to colour the farts of the contestant. I don't what? know how, but it's a yellow cloud. Like, That's like you'd insane. get in a, right? I, do, I don't understand it. Unless it's all just CGI and it's or just is it like a game. Or is it like a game? I don't get it. Do they put like yellow powder in their boxes? I don't know how it works. But it looks like a cartoon, like this drifting noxious cloud. Wow. And they just have to spread it around a room as quickly as possible. Is it like a fake fart? Is it like they've got something which dispenses it in their like God, trousers? Maybe it is. I don't know. My, my research wasn't too deep on this <laughs> it one, can't to be just honest. Be that it must be that. It can't just be that I they've got a really flatulent person. so, yeah. To be honest, these, <laughs> these ones that require flatulence on command, I'm a little bit questioning of regardless. Uh-huh. Because just the timing of it, you know? I don't know. Maybe, maybe some people have really good control. But like the idea that you're able to line up five strangers and they're able to on command mm. uh, let rip in someone's face. I don't know. I've, uh, I've known a lot of people who can just fart on command. Really? <laughs> I've been hanging out with the wrong kind of people, clearly, <laughs> or not asking the right questions. It was a very, you know, like secondary school thing to do. 
Yeah, no, no, I, I can see that. Like you can, you can make the, the noise with your armpit, and you can just actually generate it with your yeah with your bowels. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> okay, shall um, I do my next one? Do please. Okay, the next one is called custard keys. Custard keys. Yep. Um. Okay. That. I mean, I can just. I, the only thing I can picture is a, a big old vat of custard mm-hmm. and um, manacled people rooting through it, trying to find the keys to their to their release. Oh, for their release! <laughs> so they've, well, they've been captured. Yeah, they're in you know handcuffs and stuff, or they're in a cage, just some kind of like actually quite grueling prison break scenario. Mm. Um, but you know, with the, with the comic relief that everything's just covered in custard. So they're all in like um, black and white striped. You know, jumpsuits, that kind of thing. I guess, yeah, but maybe yellow and black, I don't know, to fit the theme. <laughs> That's what theme. I'm picturing. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of similar, yeah. So in this in this one they um they kind of they they are hanging upside down and they they in this harness and they got like a, a kind of upside down snorkel on. Wow. Um which is yeah, and they lower them into this vat of custard. And then they sort of are like trying to find various keys in there um and, and they have to kind of find as many keys as they can in a minute or something and then they just like get these keys out um and some of them are like car keys or like uh keys to a holiday home but some of them are well most of them to be honest are just like boxes of spiders um and things and they're like <laughs> do they, they then take these home as the prize or do they have to open them there and then and see what <laughs> they, they got so like even if it's like a car keys they still have to open a box and it has a picture of a car in for example oh, um, okay so they just have to open the boxes to find out what they've got um but... i like the idea that it's the car keys they open the car and it's like you get a car or they're like yeah i got a car and then they open the car and just snakes <laughs> pour out like no 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 your prize is snakes this is just the receptacle for the sticks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just pour, custard pours out. More custard. <laughs> we know what you really want. That's why you're on this show. Yep. Let's not kill around. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, okay, next one is called A Soapy Ascent. Ooh. I feel like this has got to be something to do with climbing up some incredibly, like, soaped-up surface. Like... Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like ladders which they've covered in soap, and that they all have to get up there. And maybe when they get to the, I don't know, they win some soap. They they win some soap. Just a huge, like a huge mound of soap, or just like a single bar of soap. A a statue of themselves carved (laughs) in soap. soap. That's a pretty good prize. I'm not gonna lie. Actually, it's kind of cool. (laughs) Yeah. um, That sounds pretty dangerous, though. Falling off ladders is no bueno. Maybe on their like bungee cords. I don't know. I don't feel like safety Ooh. is the primary concern of, of these of a lot of Japanese game shows. I have to agree. Yeah, there's a lot of pain. Yeah, um, you pretty much nailed it, honestly. Because uh, as far as I can tell, the actual translation of this title is "slippery stairs." Oh right, um, okay. And it's literally just they've they've lubricated a staircase, mm-hmm. um, and they just you know a lot of people just have to pile up it at once, so they're all tripping over, sliding into each other, <laughs> knocking themselves down, and at the bottom is a big old pile of goop, just slime. Right. So that you know, once they fall in the goop, it's even harder to climb the stairs. Oh, goop, oh, the uh, hilarity ensues. The classic, the great leveler, the substance which is only found in uh, in game shows. I don't know where they mine it from. Yeah, it must <laughs> be really expensive. <laughs> There we go. Do you have another? Uh, I've got one more. Um, All right, me too. So, 
This one, the name is Find the Chair. Find it. Yes. Uh, now, this isn't going to be... Because I did come across uh, a fairly famous one called Candy or Not Candy. Right. Where people have to take a bite out of uh, <laughs> items of furniture or yeah. shoes, door handles, to discover whether they are, in fact, made of elaborate chocolate yeah, or there's, not. Yeah, isn't there, like, one item which is made of chocolate in this entire room? Yeah, and they have to crawl around just nibbling <laughs> on things. And eventually, you just see someone take a bite out of what is clearly a leather boot. And then, bizarrely, it comes apart in their mouth and melts and it's chocolate. It's very strange. But it's not that, but just just chairs. No? Because I'm picturing... Oh, they're crawling around trying to bite a chair. Yep, that's a chair. <laughs> I'm picturing just a mound of... Like a haystack of chairs all made of chocolate. Somewhere in there oh, is it's a, a real genuine chair. chair. You have to find it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah? Am I close? Not really. Um, okay. So in this one, the contestant is blindfolded and literally all it is, is like there's the presenter who just like, it's the most low budget thing ever. He just tiptoes around behind them in this like quite large room and just puts down a chair. <laughs> and then the, the contestant just has to find where the chair is in the room. Incredible. And that, that's a game show. <laughs> <laughs> or isn't. Well... It might be fake. It might be fake. Yeah. Find the chair. So Outstanding. Yeah, those are all mine. Amazing. All right, well, let, let me give you my, my finale. Okay. Dulcis in funde. Is that what it's called? Um, <laughs> no, although that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. This one is called um, Agile Tongue or Aching Nads. <laughs> yeah, you like that one? So, agile Tongue or Aching Nads? Yes. Right. And it's not as sexual as it might sound. Okay. Um, gosh, where to start with this one? <laughs> I've made it tricky, sorry. Um, a person has to... No, that's going weird. <laughs> <laughs> weird will grunt, but as I said, not, not sexual. Yeah, no, in that way, yeah. Mm, a person has to... Uh, maybe there's like um, a large sort of picture and... It's like a maze. It's like you, you start at the beginning of this this maze and you have to like lick your way through the maze. Um, sort of like spreading yourself on, on top of this. There's like holes which are only big enough for your tongue to get through and you've got to lick your way through. Um, wow. And find your way through the maze. But if you don't make it through in time, then just a big old boot comes from behind because you're, you're kneeling down to do this and just bam. <laughs> <laughs> right in the family jewels. Right in the nads. It's, uh, you've got the second part more or less correct. <laughs> Spot on. Except it's a mallet. Oh my god, what? So, yes, picture, and I've seen the video and it is eye-watering. Um, picture a contestant standing legs akimbo over a mallet on a sort of a swing mechanism uh-huh. uh, in the floor. And he is usually quite sort of red-faced and nervous-looking. Oh my god. He is given a very difficult tongue twister. Right. To utter, and he must do so absolutely correctly. Oh. Or, you know, they hit the button and the mallet swings up and he collapses to the floor and everyone laughs That's and they move on to brutal. the next contestant. <laughs> Isn't How, it just... What do they win, do you know? I really don't. I don't know that for most of but these. They win not getting hit in the nads with a mallet. <laughs> yeah, like some might argue the winning move then is not to play. Uh, but maybe that's it. That's just how fame works in Japan. The only way to get your face out there is to, is to be hit in the balls. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> wow. Okay, so yeah. 
So now we have to guess which of ours are hipper fake. Real or fake. Yeah, that's right. So it's are, are a specific number of yours fake or just yes. some are real, so some are fake. So two of mine are fake and two are two real. Would you like me to read you the names again? Yeah, do please. Okay, so we had Binocular Spectacular, mm. Blind Man's Guff, Custard mm. Keys, and Find mm. the Chair. Oof! I'm gonna go for. I really want. I, I, with the proviso that I want both of these to be real, so I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> but I suspect custard keys and find the chair are hyperfakical. <laughs> you got one right. You got one right. Did custard I? keys is not real. <laughs> okay, it, it seems so elaborate, too elaborate almost. You're telling me find the chair is a genuine game show? <laughs> they just blindfold someone and then position a chair somewhere in a room. That's not. No, it's just the presenter, just like he's got this like really mischievous imp- imp- like expression on his face, and he's just like tiptoeing around, like, Ooh, do I put <laughs> it here? Do I put it there? <laughs> Does he have a microphone? Is he like commentating the whole experience, or is it just dead silence? Someone it's dead stumbling silence, around apart from his like his footsteps, and then yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. So the fake one, the other fake one, was Blind Man's Guff. Not real. <laughs> Not real. I would have believed it. Yeah. I really would. I've seen some things <laughs> in the course of researching for this segment, and I really would have believed it. Yeah. So those oh, are mine. thank goodness, though. I'm glad. Okay. I bet. Okay. I'm so glad. how many out of yours are? Are uh, are real or fake? Oh, just just the one hyper fake. Okay. Hidden amongst four hyper reals. Okay. So we've got beggars at the feast, a grizzly dip, <laughs> um, too fart, too furious, uh, a soapy ascent, agile tongue, or aching nads. I feel. I mean. The bear one I am tempted by saying is fake, um, mm-hmm. but I might go with the the farting one. Too fart, too yeah. furious, yeah. <laughs> it sounds too good to be true. It does. Science has not yet gone so far. <laughs> Listen, you should have gone with your gut instinct. Damn it, no. Too fart, too furious, or rather escape the fart, as it's allegedly known, <laughs> is apparently a real thing. No. I may be incorrect in some of the particulars, but that is my understanding. A somehow coloured fart has to be dispersed around a room as quickly as possible. And that is almost all I wish to know about it. Uh, I will confess to a slight morbid curiosity. Uh, but yeah, the bear thing, uh, you're quite right. I haven't found them actually placing people in swimming pools with them, although I have seen at least one show where they insist on um, confronting the contestant with wild nature, and so that involves putting a person in a perspex box, just a cube, with a camera, and insisting they film continuously uh, while they just kind of release bears (laughs) to attack the box. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, that's real, so I felt like it wasn't too far out. Wow. Yeah. That's a weird one. Right? And they just. <laughs> God bless them. Well, I feel like that was a highly successful segment. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. And not at all ridiculous. Not at all, not at all. Just the right amount, I think. Yeah. While we're talking on this subject, though, um, what kind of things would you like to see in game shows in general? Oh my word! So things that don't currently exist yeah. in, the, in the vast panoply. What of, is missing uh, from the game the game show genre? Oh my god! Well, there's a lot missing from Western game shows. Clearly, the Japanese are filling that void as quick as they can. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily uh, with good stuff, but <laughs> certainly with weird stuff. Certainly with weird stuff. Yeah, they've got weird covered. Let me see. Well, mm, 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 mm. 
You remember, um, do you remember the show, I think this was just UK TV, but Get Your Own Back? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a, for kids, right? Yeah, where they, uh, basically it was, kids didn't like their parents for some reason, for some, like, really menial, like, not menial, but um, small, like, nuisance, like, ugh, he always makes me do my homework, and that's annoying. Yeah, I have to eat vegetables. Ugh, peas, ugh. So they went on this game show, Get Your Own Back, and as far as I'm aware, the prize was just that your parent got dunked into a big kind of goop puddle. I believe so, yeah. I remember most of the most of the games, like there was go-karting and whatever, and it was either either goo was involved or the, the main goal was just that the more rounds the kid won, the higher up this ramp the parent would be cranked before yeah. being dunked into the big goo pit, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But the dunking was, I th- no, 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 no. I think the dunking was dependent on them answering some questions. Oh, was yeah, it possible it was. to escape? So I don't know it what was. The, I don't know what the previous rounds were. were no, for. you're right. Yeah, they got they got cracked up every time they got a question wrong. Good lord. Anyway, the point is incredible concept. Sadly, <laughs> off the air now. Nothing like it appears to exist. So I say we bring it back, but this time it's for grown ups. So it's for people whom society has somehow wronged. And my <laughs> my thoughts go immediately to um, I haven't seen it, but I believe you have. Making of a murderer. Oh, making a murder. <laughs> like documentary, murder. yeah. Right, yeah, the documentary series about a guy who I believe was wrongly imprisoned, thought to be a murderer, turned out he wasn't. Now he's finally getting his story out there, but that's not good enough. You need that visceral sensation of justice being meted out through the medium of horrifying gunk. And so <laughs> I just I want I want that same intro where it's like my mum won't let me stay up late. I'm going to dunk her in goop. And it's like that, but it's like, I was on death row for 30 years for a crime I didn't commit. I'm going to get my own back. I've got the judge that condemned me and the lawyer and all the rest and of it. And the and entire just... jury. They're all here. <laughs> they're all here tearing around a go-karting track and uh, just buckets of goo. Oh, amazing. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't it? Who you'd else get that you... nice feel-good feeling. They're like, ah, oh, justice But you, don't, you don't even need to have as high stakes as that. It could be like, my neighbour John keeps parking slightly on my drive <laughs> and it's ruining, ruining my dahlias. So <laughs> I'm going to get him on this show and yeah, get my own really back. Yeah, just really boring suburban problems just escalated into a kind of a, like a total wipeout type scenario. <laughs> I just I just want like Steve from accounting, the most boring man on earth, uh, you know, where, and he's just, but now he's in a padded suit with a big foam sword and it's finally come to this. He's just so fired up with adrenaline and testosterone. And yeah, he's that's, like, that's I will fight that. Pa- I'll get you back for that parking ticket. <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe yeah. it's, it's just... um. Or if this is how we punish criminals. <laughs> like, this person like, broke into my house and stole £40,000 worth of jewellery. <laughs> we haven't got the jewellery back, but now I'm going to get my own back with goop. <laughs> <laughs> well, they kind of explore that in a much darker way in a Dark Mirror episode. Black, um, Black Mirror episode? What did I call it? Dark Mirror? Well, that's just for copyright purposes, Andy. I wish you hadn't called me <laughs> I'm out. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so anyway, no no spoilers for people who haven't seen it. But yeah, no, that's a that's a solid thing worth exploring. Criminals oh, yeah. being forced to generate not like you know, not 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 like menial manual labour or whatever it is they make them do in prison, uh, but instead they have to generate entertainment. Mm. I don't see why not. It's not a high skill uh, you know, you don't need a degree education to be on I'm a celebrity, get me out of here or whatever. So maybe that could be their first path towards um, you know, redemption in the eyes of society and also a lucrative career as a uh 
I mean, you know, past uh, Big Brother contestant is basically a job title, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, right? it certainly was in the 2000s. I'm not sure it holds quite as much currency these days. Well, maybe that's just, you know, we need to up the ante because, you know, who are these people? Where do they come from? It doesn't matter. But this guy uh, killed six children. And now <laughs> God. the nation loves him. He's, you know, <laughs> lovable rogue. Former child murderer and former Big Brother contestant. Uh, this got super dark. Andy, save me. Do you have any other ideas <laughs> game shows? Um, gosh, how to how to rescue? This. Please. Um, I like the idea of um, something. So more I feel wholesome. like a lot of not necessarily game shows, but reality TV shows on that Big Brother kind of theme mm. are very vapid, um, and a lot of people do go on, really? go on them. Surely I'm thinking not. like Love Island where people go on, and most of them just kind of screw each other over and kind of cheat on each other. <laughs> I didn't tried... realise you were going to put the word over in there. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> and, yeah, so they're quite often not very nice people, but what if you trick these kind of quite self-centred people who would go on this kind of show for self-promotion into doing a game show where it's like, okay, you are going to win all this exposure, but the way you're going to do it is you're going to build an orphanage in Africa... <laughs> and they all are like, oh, like, oh, I'm going to build the orphanage better than you are, Johnny. No, I am, Steve. Let's go. And then they're like furiously building this orphanage, not realizing that they're just kind of getting free community work out of them. Um, and at the end, they're like, oh, so you've won. Well done. And there's like, you know, 20 orphanages of varying degrees of quality across <laughs> across uh, whatever, you know, um, drought stricken com- country they happen to be in. Uh, they don't even need the orphanages. The children are fine. Um, but, but they, uh, they're like, what? What do you win? It's like, well, you win the uh, the satisfaction of a job well done. And like, no, <laughs> tricked into doing good against my will. <laughs> I like they did that. There's exactly the same level of backstabbing. They're like, ah, oh, Karen has been getting away for too long. I'm going to get up in the middle of the night and do some extra work on my orphanage to catch up. I'm going to burn down know. her orphanage. <laughs> That is true. That is 100% how it would actually go. Yeah, they wouldn't actually do more work on their own. It's true. You'd need an elaborate rule set to trick these people into actually doing good. You'd need, like, oh, kooky challenges, but, like, just to, you know, add even more, like, clean water wells or whatever. The winner's like, ah, what is this warm glow inside me? And then they burst into flames. (laughs) Human compassion! Ah, They just melt. Yeah. I like the idea of actually rewarding, like, a healthy behavior because, like... A socially good behavior, that's good, helping other people, but also individuals, like, we reward, we, we reward either really weird, unnecessary skills, like memorizing general knowledge that you don't need, and that's one of the more mild ones, but um, just, Japanese game shows are clearly rewarding, like, prowess at tongue twisters, or, I don't yeah. know, like testicular endurance, <laughs> or, there, there was a weird one that involved... Um, uh, women or being asleep in a big room and then the, the judges would go around waking them up and they'd have to wake up in as cute a way as possible oh, and then the, they, if they didn't make the cut they got hit in the face with a pie. That's so and that, creepy that, and like what? super creepy and not like okay arguably a useful skill waking up in a cute way but, but like still. I mean that's kind of reducing the women involved to like oh well your only value is waking up cute. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> have a Mine's pie. Slightly objectifying. Yeah. yeah. So, what about we reward something healthy? I mean, Love Island is rewarding like drama-filled flings, but I want to see the game show where over the span of ten years you need to build a healthy marriage, and you'll be <laughs> rewarded. Like, we'll be back to check on the lovers in ten years. We'll see how they're doing, and then you only win. Uh, you know, like if your kids are really well-rounded and they're doing great at school. <laughs> if they got into a really good school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just you know, you you li- you led a good life, and uh, you know, thank you. But I like the idea money. that they kind of slowly tricked them into doing this. Like they didn't tell them at the beginning, like you're going to get married and we're <laughs> going to judge you. They're like there are loads of different tasks you have to do. Like, oh, you've got to pick out the nicest dress for the <laughs> nicest white dress for this thing, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, haha, you win. And then <laughs> you need to write the most romantic wedding vows. No reason, just that's oh, that's the game today. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Just tricking some like people into living like the Truman Show, just a, a completely artificial life viewed from the outside, but like a really healthy one, mm. just designed for maximum happiness. But at every instance, subterfuge is being employed to trick these people. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I'd watch that for mm. a while. I mean, possibly not for the length of a human lifespan, which is what one season would eventually be. No, true. But uh, I'd still be, I'd be entertained for a little if, while. Uh, if you wanted to like go even further with this you could well i don't know if it's further but you could um like for kind of degree courses which aren't getting the uptake that you think you need like a doctor's course or something where the nhs nursing course where they're struggling to find people you just kind of trick people into doing a four-year master's in like nursing (laughs) under the guise of a game show it's like this week you'll be uh assisting a person who's having trouble going to the toilet (laughs) And, Ooh, don't be grossed out. Yeah. It's a game somehow. This week you'll be studying for this exam. Make sure you pass our general knowledge <laughs> questions on, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't yeah. know, bowel disease. <laughs> you just need to insert a presenter in a glitzy suit with like an obnoxious manner and you can turn any life experience into a game show. Exactly. It'd be, it'd yeah. be great. And yeah, and then th- the, the reward is you come out with a degree in corporate finance or whatever. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and these people are just like, I don't want this. <laughs> you get a lucrative you career. You tricked me into education. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be famous for no reason. <laughs> now I've got to work for it. Ugh. I like that. Uh, it's either that or um, I think, you know, when in doubt, bring on the animals. Just have normal human game shows, but the contestants are cats. Nice. What, what would right? they do? What kind of game shows? Love Island, but with cats? Yeah, yeah, or dogs, you know, just a just a load of of wholesome good boys on an island, <laughs> you know, and they're just that's it. You check in every so often, you see who's made friends with who. Like, oh, these ones are playing, yeah. you know, tug of war. There's still conflicts between the like the cats and the dogs. Maybe if they're there together, or like different cats they Ooh, get yeah. on. Um, so you've got that drama, but they they still treat it like it's the the human <laughs> drama. That's in danger of like if you release the cats and the dogs onto the same island, it's in danger of becoming almost like a dog fighting scenario. That's like true. that is not the best. <laughs> I was picturing more just like yeah, these cute kittens are just awarding because kitten cam was a real phenomenon for a while, right? Uh, what <laughs> does this ring a bell? Not kitten really. Cam? No. Okay. Well, um, it was a big thing on the internet because it was at least one sort of um, cat nursery, like, adoption centre mm-hmm. had rigged up um, just, like, around-the-clock webcams okay. uh, observing the kittens. And so you could just log on to this website and just see a live stream of kittens around-the-clock just kittening around. And it was fantastic. And people loved it. And it only ever shut down briefly, like, while they were cleaning or whatever. And other than that, you'd get weeks' worth of kitten content any time of day. 
Yeah. yeah. You could have, um, you know, like in Big Brother, they have the bit where they sit in that chair and look at the camera and talk to their <laughs> They've problems. They've still got that. They still got that. Them. Yep. Yeah. They still have challenges and things. In the end, they have just kind of have to assign the prize as best they can. Yeah. But, you know, I'd rather that than the obnoxious people you quite often get on these game shows. <laughs> I like the idea. There's at least Scruffles one... is in the kitchen. <laughs> he doesn't want to take part in this week's game. Think of the general knowledge questions. Think of the, the quiz shows, but it's just dogs. So there's at least one, what is it called, million pound drop or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, and and they, they induce that stressful tension by getting a million pounds in cash and positioning it on um, a, is it a set of, it's like a trap door, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a set of four trap doors, each corresponds to a different answer, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, I think they recently had to drop it down to like the £100,000 drop because <laughs> of no like way. they weren't making money. Oh, that's distressing. Yeah. It's quite a funny concept, though, in a way. It's like, you know, ABCD, and then you've got ABCD trap doors, and yep. you can kind of hedge your bets or put all the money on one, and then they just open the trap doors for the wrong answers one by one, and you can just watch the money sinking away into oblivion. It's pretty sad. It is, but I like the idea you have that, but the contestants are just dogs. So, you know, is it like dog treats, or is it money? Oh, I, I was picturing money, so they're just like, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, dog treats, that's, that's kind of horrifying. I'm picturing a really sad doggo just watching all these... Bacon bits descending. Yeah, that's really sad. Huh? <laughs> Sorry about uh, losing all that money, uh, Sammy. How are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's sad now. Yeah. No, you know what? I don't, I don't think we should expose uh, these good boys and girls to the, the horrifying celebrity culture that we've constructed. Although dogs on Total Wipeout would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, but... The... They'd love it, though. They love water. They'd just jump you know into what? the that's water, true. to be honest. That's a good point, yeah. They wouldn't mind being pushed off that ledge but like, or whatever. But like, yeah, Ultra Crufts would be pretty cool. Yes, I have a lot of problems with Crufts, but most of those problems come with the breeding. Yeah, the breeding Dogs side. that can't breathe, they'll be born properly but and all the rest of it. let's say it's yeah, like but... mongrels allowed. It's like girls yeah. allowed, but with, <laughs> with dogs, I don't know. That's a good band. <laughs> I like that. Mutt's allowed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they um, just sprint across this course. And uh, have to get across as fast as possible. The rope ladders are a bit difficult for the dogs. Yeah, but you could figure something out. I'm sure some kind of mesh they could climb or... Yeah, I think I think uh, doggy obstacle courses are uh, pretty solid. It's probably already been explored, to be honest. But if it hasn't, someone needs to get on that. I want to see a doggy ninja warrior. That would take a lot of <laughs> training and a lot of treats. Just these incredibly but... hench dogs. Right, just the buffest pit bull just swinging like one paw at a time from these monkey bars, <laughs> flipping, swinging, climbing. Oh. That would, I'd watch that. That'd yeah, that would be amazing. That was the Hypotheticals podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Hypotheticals. That's hypotheticals without the R. Follow me individually at Rain Tortoise. That's Rain like the weather phenomenon. And Tortoise like the animal. And you can follow me at Mr. Howell. That's M-R-H-O-W-L. If you've enjoyed this, please do leave us a review on iTunes. Because it really helps. And we'll see you next time. Bye!
these mm. cloven-hoofed friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's get it together. Okay, God. Why is it so hard to talk to goats? 